Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers and cults. cults. Oh my God. My name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. My name is Tony. My pronouns are he, him. My name is Aiden, and my pronouns are they, them. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? Like went to Olive Garden, <laughs> and it was me, my mom, my sister, my brother. And you I came out of Olive Garden. That's the fucking gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hello and welcome back to It's Our Turn Queers and Cults. I have whoa, I have a surprise for you all. I have, um, hold, sorry. I forgot to turn your mic on. Can you hear anything yet? I have a surprise guest. That's what we're working on right now. Um, getting everything set up um, for that. I have a surprise. A friend of mine stopped by. We're just working on some microphone stuff. Let me know when you can hear me. Well, I, I can you hear me? I oh, yeah, I can you. hear you. Okay. Great. Groovy. We're there. We did it. <laughs> hello. 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 Um, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Annalise. She, her pronouns. And Aiden will attest, I am their absolute favorite human being yes. alive. And I'm, I'm so happy to be I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for having me in an emergency uh, situation. I love I it. I <laughs> know. It was fantastic. My, my, you were going to be a guest a few weeks ago, and then yes. I don't even remember what happened. It doesn't matter. But oh, you I, got the, to... I got the Humboldt crud right oh, as the seasons changed. Right. So that's I was, right. uh, yeah, the day before I was like hacking and gunking. And I was like, yeah. you know what? No one wants to listen to this. <laughs> no. <laughs> we all get the Humboldt crud. We don't need to hear the Humboldt crud. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, we would have loved to have heard you regardless. But we appreciate you not coughing in our ears. <laughs> yes, yes. Not, no, no germ spreading. We learned our lesson <laughs> yes, recently. There was like some sort of sickness going around, like globally yeah. for a while, and now people are all careful. I don't know what that it's was about. Weird. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> something, something about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were. I was just. We were talking about um, surviving the holidays and kind of like some. I mentioned some tips and tricks for that. Um, are the are the is this if you don't mind me asking are the holidays like kind of like a a difficult any difficult time for you in any capacity or is oh, it like yeah. a is it yeah oh yeah definitely I feel like it is for most people whether they admit it or not you know yeah even if you're not a holidays person like climate wise yes like weather wise that's yes. enough to afflict anybody well yeah that's one thing I didn't mention is that like it gets darker earlier mm -hmm. it gets colder. 
Um, it's there's definitely the seasonal affectiveness disorder. If you're if you have if if you're someone that has that, the the changing seasons really kind of just can inst- like can get just bring depression with it. And then when you add the holidays on top of that, if you're a holiday celebrator, you know the extra financial. You know, there's like there's there's a, a holiday party every other week, and they're expected to you're expected to have a different outfit or bring a gift or can you know on a side note can we just stop doing holiday parties that require people to spend money yes absolutely we don't need like i don't need another gift exchange i don't want who needs more stuff no one needs more stuff no one needs more stuff you don't have to get a 20 dollar dick chaler bar of chocolate yes exactly or your presence is the gift or that you know what another one of my pet peeves is is when someone says they're doing a white elephant gift party but then everybody brings nice gifts. Yeah. That is bullshit cuz then you, you should always, bring a crappy gift. That's the whole point. That's it should be something stupid like bring a one shoe. Just yeah. one shoe. It's not supposed the other to be something that you don't spend money on. Yeah. So that you know get find something in your house you're getting rid of, you know. Dig like, in the closet, find a koozie. Uh, see, even that useful. Yeah. Yes, Who doesn't exactly, need a koozie? Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. So can we just like as a society, stop doing that. Just let's just stop doing that. Well, I that. think that's the thing that can be so challenging about the holidays is there's not only the financial pressure, whether you're a, a religiously Christmas or Hanukkah person, mm-hmm. whatnot, just the, I guess, capitalistic expectation that like this is a gift giving time of year and like not everybody's budgeted for that. No. And when I was growing up, the reason I don't like the holidays is I grew up a poverty kid. Yeah, same. So, and a Catholic poverty kid. So, like, double the guilt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just so, all guilt and shame. All of it. Every Christmas present, even after I figured out Santa, it was like, oh, you have to be so grateful because this cost something. Mm-hmm. And it's made me, to this day, not only not care for the holidays, but I'm a terrible gift receiver because of that. Like, yeah. growing up with that kind of background, like, someone gives me a gift and like, oh, this is, mm, well, I don't deserve this. And mm-hmm. recently my partner, Eden, you mm-hmm. know him, has been teaching me uh, something that's been helping me get through the holidays because I do have friends that love to celebrate Christmas time or winter solstice, however. Yeah. And he's helped me learn gift giving is only partially about you as the gift receiver. It's more yeah. about the gift giver and how that makes them feel. And that's helped me cope with the holidays because it's like, okay, now if I don't feel like financially able to give somebody something you know i will give them my time yeah absolutely I, that's a gift too and the other challenge with the holidays leads right into that like the social battery drain yes we, i was talking about that earlier about how um one of the tips that they say on this uh website which i said i'll post on the um the instagram later it's our turn pod on instagram is um, setting boundaries and mm-hmm. one of the reasons for setting boundaries and then one of the other tips was make make sure you have alone time it's because you don't like it's same thing financially like if you're not if you don't work which most of us don't um, work in a business where you get a bonus for Christmas you don't have extra money all of a sudden to go out and buy extra presents yeah so there's that extra financial burden and then there's everything's an extra energy drain and mm-hmm. if you have trauma in any capacity if you have anxiety in any capacity, social situations are like twice, if not more draining than they are for most other people. And you can just, you know, like November 2nd, you're done for the whole holiday season and you've got the rest of the holiday season to go. If you're mm-hmm. if you if you're someone who is kind of like obligated or feel like you have to contribute in the holiday season, it's it can be really it can be dangerous. I mean, even just honestly, showing up to those parties is a huge 
demand because, like, yeah, it's the holiday season. But like you said, if you're working, your work schedule is not changing. Like, mm-hmm. for I think up until recently, I worked every single Black Friday since I was 14 years old. Wow. 26 now. That's so many Black Fridays. That's a lot of Black Fridays. Most of them in retail and, like... If you're working in retail or any kind of service work during the holiday season, I have yet to meet anybody that works in that position and still enjoys the holidays because yeah. it brings out it brings out the worst in a lot of people. Not it, everyone, it really but does. a lot of people. I was a hairstylist for 15 years, and the holidays were miserable. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun on one hand because like I had I was fortunate enough to have a lot of generous clients that would like. Give me a really big tip, you know. I think. Oh, gratitude! I think one, t- one time, one of my customers like wrote me a two hundred dollar check, Aww. in addition to their haircut. Like that kind of stuff would happen occasionally, and it was beautiful. People would bring in food or candies or that kind of stuff. But on the other side, there was like, oh my god, my holiday party's tomorrow, and I oh, need- I need a last minute cut. Oh my and gosh. I haven't got my hair done in 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 eight weeks. Can you do a full head of highlights, um, before tomorrow at five? And it's like. So you can plan ahead your gift wrapping, but not your hairstyling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. constantly, nonstop, and so and then everybody. Some people would also like, like if they needed a haircut, like in October or late October, they would put it off until mid-November so they could have fresh for whatever holiday thing they were going to. And so everybody did that. Everyone thought they were getting ahead of the game or planning ahead, but they were all doing the same fucking thing. You're just making my game harder as yes. the stylist. <laughs> so it was like 10, 12 hour days non-stop with last minute everything was an emergency everything mm-hmm. and it was just miserable by the time christmas rolled around you know it's christmas the amount of time on christmas eve i'm fucking running around trying to buy gifts not because it wasn't i was poor i mean i am a poor planner but <laughs> but also it was like christmas eve was the only time i had to actually do anything yeah it that's was your so only free time because yeah. you got to keep working and filling the books especially as, as a hairstylist you more or less work as a contractor oh you are an, you, that's you, what are you are an independent, independent contractor, contractor. Yeah. yeah so you're you're on the fly all the yep. time so yep. if someone's coming in and they're like i have money for you it's like well forget that really nice bubble bath i was gonna take yeah, exactly. i gotta i gotta be earning because this yep. is that time of year exactly oh that's so frustrating yeah and then also being a, you know going to church on top of that when because this was when i was still in church you know it was mm-hmm. they had all the extra holiday there was one point where so i was on staff at my church and we had a staff of like a dozen it was a very small church and and every single department so the kids the youth the worship the Sunday school I don't know every single fucking department had their own Christmas party Cheapers. in December so it was literally like I was working 8, 9, 10 hour days plus and then going to a, and I was involved in everything because it was a small family church and I was there I've been there my whole life and so I was involved in everything so I had to go to every single fucking Christmas party <sighs> and put on my own Christmas party whatever department I was in charge of at that time while also going to um uh uh um, Christmas play practices because we always did a Christmas play. Got to do and a Christmas then, play, <laughs> you know. Yep. And then the, all of the family stuff on top of that that you were obligated to go to as well. So mm-hmm. it was literally from like Thanksgiving until New Year's. It was work every day, and then we had church on the weekends. Yep. So there was work, church, and then there was something going on every single night of the week for yep. over a month. I grew up very similarly from a big. Irish Catholic family. So, you know, there's like minimum a hundred of us, which yeah. means like four or five different Christmas parties. Yep. Plus you got to go to mass, which maybe that's the real reason I don't love Christmas time. I love the smell of like the the trees and the, yeah. the I love the aromatics of it, like cookie baking and the whole bit. 
But there are certain smells I just, if I ever smell frankincense again, oh, I yeah. swear to gosh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, am yeah. jumping off the roof. Because yeah. In, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to a Catholic mass, but it I is an, oh, it's an incense party. Oh, oh my gosh. That. At the holidays. My poor little lungs. <laughs> yeah, I have asthma. <laughs> Me and too. I, <laughs> I'm sure it's because of all the frankincense being burned <laughs> during the holiday season at midnight masses. I have frankincense-specific asthma. Yeah, yeah. frankincense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's exclusive. It's exclusive to frankincense. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, there was there was so much demand around the holidays, and I started experiencing the side effects of anxiety and major depression when I was about ooh, I want to say eleven was mm. probably the first time I was put on medication Oof. for oh, that. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, a wow was I meant the wow was in like you. There was something done so early. Like, I mean, yes, I, not just to pause, not to take over your story, but like, we didn't believe in medication. See, like psychology <laughs> and therapy and all of that was just um, like, well, why, like, you don't need therapy. Therapy's kind mm-hmm. of psychology was kind of like tools of the devil to of keep you away to like, interesting, like keep you away from just trusting Jesus because Jesus could fix everything. I guess so. I was a little more fortunate because my my father's side of the family are all in medicine. So oh, family yeah. pharmacy, right. you know, mm-hmm. all of that. So like, oh, we very much believed in medicine sometimes <clears throat> to a fault. Uh, <laughs> but my parents were also aware of their own mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially my, my mother has major depression. So it was something that we kept an eye on for me anyway. I hit puberty really young. Symptoms came really soon after. I'm also a child of divorce. So. They kind of had to put me in therapy, you know, yeah, court sure. ordered therapy. Oh, gotcha. We yeah. love it. It's great. It's just like, <laughs> how are you feeling? Sad because my parents don't love each other. Oh, bummer. Here's a lollipop. I'm like, yeah. cool. I'm yeah. fine now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. It. That helped me so much. That's sugar definitely not going to. Red dye four fixes everything. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely not going to follow me as a sugar addiction into adulthood. I'm fine. Uh, but yeah, the holiday season was always, you know, being a child of divorce, it was like I had to do things with both families too. Or there mm. were holidays where it's like based on visitation I got to choose so like my social battery for the holidays ran out then having major depressive disorder underneath all of that I was just like dude I'm tired yeah I am just so so tired all the time yes when I was 17 I became I became what I call a voluntary orphan and I decided the best thing for me was to divide ties with my family Mm -hmm. and I I was lucky that I was able to choose that and that especially as I went through my queer journey I was able to to draw those lines a little bit further. I'm very grateful because not everyone has that luxury, even wants to have that that full divide. But I remember those first couple Christmases after, you know, suddenly all of that was gone. And I was like, oh, there are no parties. There are no, you know, grandma's cookies. There's yep. none of that. Yep. And that was a whole different type of depression. So I yes. had to learn how to celebrate the holiday season for myself, which I would like to say is something I've gotten very good at. It's a uh, Bubble baths, funny movies, and vitamin D3. Those would be my top three tips for how to get through holiday winter time. That's actually one of the specific tips is like having is watching like favorite movies and and music and stuff, like planning that into your schedule of and those it, things. Yeah. It does not have to be Christmas movies. No. Or or you could do what I do and watch the best Christmas movie of all time. Die Hard, starring Bruce Willis. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh my gosh, get away from me. <laughs> that is the best Christmas movie, and I will hear no argument. Yeah, It I is a Christmas absolutely. movie. <laughs> it is. It takes place at Christmas. There's Christmas elements. It's, it's just it's also, absolutely. you know, an action movie. It's also an action movie, absolutely. Who doesn't love sweaty dudes crawling around in vents, fighting big baddies, 
on Christmas. I mean, it's all it's 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 how Jesus intended it to that be. Is, <laughs> <laughs> the Lord gave us Bruce Willis, and he said, <laughs> "Yippee ki yay!" <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was going to mention one of the things I wanted to talk about was that you know, there's a lot of focus on. Um, and it's a pretty common theme for a queer community of like if you you know like if 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 you need to like separate separating yourself from your family like mm-hmm. if your family's toxic just you know like cut them out and and you know you don't you're not you don't have to go to your families for for the holidays you don't have to do those things and that's true that's all good advice but it's easier said than done in a it's lot of easier said than done across the board yeah um, and then two what people sometimes forget is that if you have if you have a family space mm-hmm. in your in your life in your heart or whatever analogy you want to use and it's filled with toxic people when you remove it now you have an empty family space mm-hmm. and people forget that 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 like removing toxic situations and toxic people from your life does not automatically fill it with something non-toxic sometimes it just leaves a void or it leaves space because that's what you know you're exactly. gonna make the same kinds of yes. choices, and and then what? Now that you okay, mm-hmm. so cool. I'm not. I refuse to go to my family's for Christmas because they're all toxic. Well, then you're just if you if you don't know what the next step is, if you don't know how to celebrate with chosen family, or if maybe you're just kind of in that middle time where mm-hmm. you ha- like you're you're far enough in your queer journey that you know you don't want to subject yourself to this, but you haven't quite found a queer. Then you're mm-hmm. just alone. And you do open yourself up for the same sorts of patterns, especially as someone who's traumatized. Um, Bessel van der Kolk, Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, is Mm -hmm. one of the most acclaimed uh, post-traumatic stress researchers. He wrote uh, The Body Keeps Score, which I know Uh, you and I have discussed. Yes. He talks about, in Body Keeps Score, how there are repetitive behaviors in trauma as a defense mechanism. So say someone grows up in a toxic family environment, they set off on their own, they, they cut those ties. And I believe the example he uses is a woman who uh, was had two potential different suitors. One was very healthy, had you know a good income, full of hobbies, had self put together. And the other was abusive. Mm-hmm. But guess which one she chose? Of course. Because yes. the devil that you know. Yes. And we as traumatized people will continue to make those decisions because we know they're bad for us, but they're familiar and we, they're safe yes. and they're comforting. And especially at, during the holiday times, we open ourselves up to those patterns of self-destruction because we're sad. And yep. there's spike eggnog everywhere. And we want to fill that family void. So this is also one of those times of year where it can be really, really challenging. I've dealt with this myself for people who like you say, need have that void to fill and turn to things like substances. Oh, this absolutely. is a very tough time of year for yes. that. It absolutely is. And because like you find yourself in this place, or at least I found myself in this place where I, I there's I, that void is there and I'm so fucking sad and mm. there's nothing I can do about it. And I just want the pain to go away. You just want to go And that's numb. so valid. That's mm-hmm. so valid to just want to make the pain go away. Mm-hmm. And so then you either do, like you said, you know, you turn to substances or you turn to something or someone or you just go back to your family or you yeah. go back to that abusive person or you go back to that situation because it's, I would rather be miserable. In what I know. In what I know than mm-hmm. alone and healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's so, it's really hard to to um to 
to re, you know to replace that to 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 fill that void and you know it's something I've 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 heard about like when you're trying to create new habits a lot of times um you know when you talk when people are talking about creating new habits they're like oh you just you know you need to stop doing whatever it is sorry I got distracted you have to stop doing whatever it is you're doing you know like that yeah I want to stop fill in the blanks whatever it is mm-hmm. or you know when you're removing you have to, it's not about stopping and then starting it's mm-hmm. about replacing replacing you have to Absolutely. replace it so you can't you can't stop one thing without a, without knowing what you're going to put there and, and you know and, and it can be anything so like i'm not going to celebrate with my family this year so i am going to go on a trip or i'm going to cook a big meal and invite people over or mm-hmm. i'm going to go on a hike that day or i'm going to whatever you have to re- it has you have to replace it with something that you really enjoy mm-hmm. that you really um that like whatever your comfort thing is it's yeah. replace not 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 stop you know yeah and that, there were plenty of sense. holidays i learned that lesson being alone those first couple of years where i was like oh this feels so empty and i just went to the store got a roll of cookie dough and ate it in my sweatpants watching yes. buffy the vampire slayer and i looked <laughs> yes. up and i was like you know what this actually feels really good yes. this feels like what i wanted to do for myself yeah. there were also other holidays where i was like mm, I'm going to I'm going to drink myself into a stupor because like you said I'm feeling so numb and sad and I always woke up feeling worse. Totally. And I wish I'd replaced those habits. And something that I learned in that time there is a combatant for that that numbness and it's oxytocin baby. We got to give ourselves the love chemical and you can give yourself that. I thought you said oxycotton for a second and I was like <laughs> I don't think that's what we want to no, no, promote no, no, no. on this T-O-C-I-N. Oh, oh yeah, got, okay, yes. yes, no 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 no. <laughs> no, the love chemical. So yeah. um for those who don't know, oxytocin is what the chemical that our brain releases mm-hmm. when we feel love. It's known as the love hormone. So it often comes from things like physical touch or sexuality or kisses or hugs or something like that. So you just can intimacy. Like, intimacy, yes. Okay. And you can give that to yourself. That is very possible to do. Um, typically, self-care is the way we look at it. So okay. paint your nails, oh. uh, do a face mask, do a hair mask. Um, play dress up and don't go anywhere. Just like get all pretty and dolled and like sit around and make yourself a cup of tea, oh, eat by that. candlelight, like do romantic actions of self-love to oh, release that. that. It helps so much. It helps so much. There have been plenty of nights when my partner's been away and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm lonely. I miss him. So I just light a little candle and like make myself a pizza. That's beautiful. It's, I love that so much. Can, it's very doable. It's very doable. One of the things I was saying earlier before you got here, it was that just like giving yourself permission to do the, um, to, to do whatever your comfort thing is for like the entire holiday season. Like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's hard for you to, um, allow yourself to, you know, eat that food, watch that movie, binge that season of whatever mm-hmm. in your regular, you, maybe that, maybe that struggle is really difficult with your anxiety or your trauma or whatever throughout the year. Cause that's something for me, like giving myself, I mean, I, I kind of tend to be on the extreme. I'm either like, I'm going to reward myself. And then I just reward myself with fucking everything. And then it's indulgence, and, and, baby. And, yeah. Then it's indulgence <laughs> and it's not a reward or I don't allow myself anything at all. And I end up on one extreme or the other. Mm, that is a tough polarity. It's rough, but, I'm in this picture and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Untag me, please. Um, uh, but during the holidays, my advice was like, 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 maybe it is indulgent, and that's. But if it's, if it's, if it's helping you 
mm-hmm. feel better through this time, if it's getting you through that time, if that's what you're replacing it with. Yeah. If you're replacing it with pizza once a week for every, however, if you're replacing it for pizza every night, whatever it, it is, you know, watch that season. Watch it twice, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's safe and it makes you feel good. Yes. What? It's safe. It makes not? you feel good. It's it's going to get you through. It's it like, like do that. Like let yourself be indulgent for a little bit as long as it's, you know, in moderation and actually benefiting you and not and not like harming you on the, on the, you know, flipping over to that other side. Like I, mm-hmm. like I was talking about, like, let yourself do that. Just give yourself this, you know, be good to yourself this season. If you can, you know, just be your own Santa, be your own Santa. <laughs> Preach. Yes. Yeah. Just, just, I, I think that, I think it's really important because, um, for me, sometimes for the holidays, I end up getting, I mean, becoming harder on myself or my focus comes on what I don't have. Mm-hmm. And this it, this is definitely going to ends up sounding like talk to positivity. And that's not what I'm talking about by any means. But it's so easy to just fall like to fall in that trap of being like, I don't have the family that I wanted. I didn't I don't have the experiences I wanted or I don't have that partner that I wanted or I don't have this picture perfect thing, especially if sometimes one of the things I've noticed it can be really difficult for people who their wants and desires kind of line up with what, you know, society has deemed mm-hmm. the holidays are, you know, just by default. Like, it's just, like, maybe you are someone who just wants a partner and kids and, you know, a, a Christmas tree. And, and that's totally And that's okay. wonderful. That's so wonderful. fine. But if your wants and desires line up with that and you don't have it, it mm-hmm. can, it's really easy to just, you know, fall fucking face first in depression. Oh, yeah. You know, and I've, I've definitely had that experience in my life where, like, I... At that stage in my life, I just wanted a partner. I just wanted a family. Don't get me wrong. I don't want kids. I <laughs> never do. Never will. But I, there was that time where I just wanted that. I wanted the house yeah. and the tree and the family and the, and the, and the, you know, and it was that, it was so difficult to not focus on the fact that I didn't have those things. And I didn't know what to replace it with. You know, I didn't have that. I didn't have the language. I didn't have the education. I didn't have the, um, the, the the system to teach me that like you can want those things and it can look different or it can, you know, like this, what you're actually wanting is intimacy and you can find intimacy and friendship, not just in romance. And you know, those, those, uh, the, the, I didn't have that, that structure. So, um, it's, I'm hoping that like this conversations like this can get out to people who don't have that language and don't have that structure and can hopefully learn how to, you know, replace those things with, with the the chosen family and then and the, the and that's the thing is just because you don't have the ideal version of whatever it is you want now taking a look and having it, it may sound corny and overdone but having the gratitude for what you do have for sure the smallest things like there were so many holidays i was sitting depressed i i got dumped a lot for christmases that oh. was like my theme too oh, oh that's always fun if you're yeah. having a breakup around the holidays um first of all i apologize i've been there it's terrible but remember that in and of itself is a gift because anybody who doesn't realize the gift that you are Mm -hmm. does not deserve to be in your life anyway yeah end credits yeah but (laughs) but in those times sitting there being like i'm i've i've lost my my partner i don't have this thing you know a lot of circumstances we were a couple circumstances we were living together and it's like cool now i've got to like find a new place and da 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 it's like all of these things and I would sit down with myself and literally like a piece of paper 
and just write one through five on there and be like, pick five things that you're grateful for, mm-hmm. no matter how small. And I was like, there's a roof over my head. I've been homeless. A roof over my head's a huge step. Or these warm, fuzzy socks I have on right now, the really nice non-alcoholic eggnog in my fridge, like every yeah. my cat, you know, the little yeah. things. And it's like, it seems small yeah. at first, but then you're like, you know what, I do. That's how you're also doing the replacement. Instead of thinking about what you're missing, having the gratitude for what you're having can bring that light back up. It can really yes, add absolutely. a lot, especially in a time that the holidays are so have become so about consumerism and getting more and getting yes. the best and getting the newest that we forget to appreciate the things that we already have. Yeah. That make us very happy. Absolutely. And again, if you want those things, you're on your way. You cannot rush the universe. Yeah. You can't. Patience is also a gift that we can give ourselves. It's the hardest because mm-hmm. especially as people with anxiety, we hold like a higher standard of like, I have to do this and I have to do this now and I have to get yep. it done and I have to be the best. And if I'm not the best, then I'm not killing it. And if I'm mm-hmm. not killing it, then what's the point of me? It's like, whoa. Yeah. Calm down, sweetheart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. deep breath. Yeah. That's not true. Like, yeah. you got out of bed today. Okay. Success. That's yeah. a success. And yes. if you take a shower, oh my gosh, A yeah. plus. Uh, yeah, you're, you've you're done killing it. it. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah. So the, rewarding yourself for those small things, being grateful for those small things. And I'm just going to say it again. Take your vitamin D3. Yeah, take your vitamin There's not enough yeah. sun out here. Take double double the dosage. You double need it, it up. Especially in this time of year. Do it. I take vitamin D every day of the year. Yeah. And then in the winter, it like I bump up the dosage because you're I, I need it even more. Oh, like yeah. I have like I have to. I can't. And the B12 cuz I get the sniffles like so I easily. I got to get more B12 <laughs> I ran out, but B12 I got to get that. Um so we were you're talking about um um reminded me of the so the, one of the shows that actually earlier and today Mother uh, Mother Tucker um done by uh a show by Tucker Noir. They play music and give self help not self-care tips and they're really cool a good friend of mine um they talk about a grounding practice where uh, using your um like the senses the five senses it's like oh yeah, yeah i like, love grounding uh, yeah like touch one thing mm-hmm. that you can like one find one texture and then find two smells and then find three tastes i don't remember what but it's like this i yeah i do something very similar but it's like a five four three two one so five yeah. things you can see four things you can touch That's exactly what three it is. things you can hear Two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. That's exactly what it is. That's what it is. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Oh, my gosh, it helps And doing that as a gratitude practice, Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily like I'm – because doing the whole I'm thankful, this – I don't know if this sounds weird, but it's just kind of how it is. Doing the whole I'm thankful thing was actually very triggering for me because that was a, 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 a Pentecostal Christian Jesus, everything was oh. attitude or gratitude and be thankful for what you have because suffering is for Jesus. And so if you have it, yeah, he's given brother. it to you. So be thankful for it. So we should be thankful for it was th- being thankful, which is one of the things that just like I have a hard time communicating again, how deep the, the like Christianity, Pentecostalism specifically can like. It, it infiltrates your emotional, your emotions, how you yeah. interpret emotions. Oh, yeah. And so how I interpreted gratitude was just only through Jesus. And I didn't know how to be mm-hmm. thankful without him. And so that whole, like, be thankful for, write five things you're thankful down. That was a really hard concept for me for a really long time. Oh, yeah, because gratitude was just, 
like I had to like, well, if I'm thankful for it, Jesus gave it to me and I don't believe that. So I don't fucking know what yeah. to do. And it was just really triggering. Oh, we had a similar practice in Catholicism, which was like anytime you've got um, a struggle at growing up Catholic, we always said, give it up to God. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which drove me nuts. It's called denial. First yeah, of all. I was like, first of all, <laughs> I would like to take control of my life, and yeah. like, the God you speak of ideally gave me the tools to cope with this. So, like, I just want some help learning how to do that. But yeah, I can see how like coming from a Pentecostal background that can be incredibly yeah. triggering. So, grounding is a great method to practice yep. instead. So grounding was what really was is what is, is actually helpful, especially for me, someone who's very sensory oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that that practice was is is a lot more helpful, and then you can kind of slowly work things that you are, you know, like the like the f- whatever it was, how many five things I can see or something. Like mm-hmm. I would start looking around and seeing, oh, like I oh I you know like I bought that with my money. I couldn't have afforded that last year. That that makes me feel good. Like oh mm-hmm. that's that's artwork that so and so gave me. Oh that's something that my friend. I have this, uh, one of the things I really love whenever I have a good friend that travels to a different country, um, they ask me, oh, what do you want me to bring you back? I'll just tell them a rock because I want a piece of the earth from all the, like, I had a friend that went to Greece and, and this, this year I had a friend that went to Greece and a friend that went to, um, Italy, Italy, no, (laughs) Ireland. (laughs) The other I. (laughs) It started I knew it started with an I, and I was like, it wasn't Italy. And <laughs> oh I, they both they both brought me rocks back from, from these countries. So I have this, like, kind of like in my altar area, I have this, like, rocks from Greece and rocks from, from Ireland. I have a pieces of the earth from over there. And I say this with all the love in the world. You're such a crow. <laughs> You're such a crow. Bring me a rock. Bring me oh a rock. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I want a stick. Bring me a shiny. I love shiny. it. Goblin um, gifts, okay? Yeah, That's yeah what, exactly. There you go. You need something to bring to a party? Find a really right. cool rock. Yeah. Go outside absolutely. and find a rock. Bring a story. Like, like oh. legitimately a story. Like, bring the rock. You're like, you brought me a rock. Yeah, but this is a rock from Ireland, and this is what happened when I got it, and this is blah, 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 blah. Those gifts are amazing. I love that. And then, so my friend, the one that brought me, like, she, she took a picture of herself Mm-hmm. Um, where she picked up the rocks, and so then That's I have a picture so cool. of her and like on you know she sent she texted it to me and then the, like oh these are the rocks from that picture. Oh, it's really cool. So That's darling. <coughs> oh my gosh, that's gonna save me so much money next time I like travel <laughs> somewhere. I'm like everybody gets a rock. Yeah, I would. First of all, I would love that. I love. <laughs> I love it. Um, because I don't you know traveling's not something I've got to do in my life, and so and I don't know if I will. Um, so I get to like it makes my heart happy to have pieces of that place with me that's so sweet and so like seeing things like that really and using those things in my grounding process is really 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 helpful so not only is that a helpful grounding process but also that's an that's a really great way to look at gift giving like you said give a story give an experience yeah give a moment like yes just do a do a little post-it doodle One one year for for Christmas, I you know it was it was a financially difficult year. Um, I I got things from like Michaels. It was very very cheap. I didn't spend a ton of money on it. And I looked up on on YouTube how to make like little booklets out of like 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 a like a box like a box of cream of wheat or a box of rice or something, and how to like put glue paper on it and make a cute little booklet. And then I just wrote funny stories from my life. Um, down and made like this little book of funny stories 
and then we read it. Like, I read it to my family. Like, I gave Aww. each one of them a, a little book, and then I read the stories to my family. And we were, like, in tears laughing so hard and getting to just, like, relive those memories. Aww. It was what, probably one of my favorite gifts to give. And it didn't. It cost virtually nothing, well, you know? Well, dude, made gifts, so much better than bought gifts. Like, oh, they really are. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're guiltless, they're inexpensive, and they're so much more satisfying. <clears throat> they really are. And, and, and creating a memory is going to be so much more valuable. Not that buying something for someone is invaluable, but creating a memory with someone, probably Priceless. one of the most... Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Like, this sounds like a, a, you know, every kiss begins with K commercial or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, no advertisements here. No, yeah. <laughs> Not sponsored by memories. <laughs> <laughs> Trauma sponsored by memories. Show not sponsored, not sponsored by memories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, these are really good. These are really good tips. I really appreciate. Of I course. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to just play one little. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. <clears throat> what would you do if you could turn back time? Oh, what would I do? Well, first of all, I wouldn't. (laughs) 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 You know those posts that are like, a million dollars, so you can go back and relive your life. I'm like, I'll take the million, thanks. Actually, you know what? I do do have a very good answer for this question. Um, I was just talking about this with my partner the other day. Um, If I could turn back time, I would do my whole life the same. Everything, trauma and all, except there's one moment when the two of us were on tour. My my partner's a musician, and Mm -hmm. I'm a filmmaker, so we'll do. We'll tour together. One tour, we stayed overnight, camped out in Colorado, and um, had some recreational uh, fun. We'll put it it that way. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so long story short, we did not sleep. Yes. And got a couple hours in, woke up the next morning and started driving. And um, I started feeling really sick. And I asked him to pull over. And I just was so, so sick on the side of the road. A few minutes go by, I get back in the car. And I'm like, I need you to get me to like a gas station or something because I'm just (laughs) firing on all cylinders here. I'm like, I don't know if I picked up some sort of bug in the desert or if I just party too hard or what it was. And um, he pulls off to this little like corner, corner gas station. He's going to absolutely laugh so hard that I'm telling this story. (laughs) He quotes this at me all the time. So we pull in and I just, I beeline for the bathroom and I, I looked like very rock and roll, you know, like I hadn't showered. I was yeah. covered in desert, sunglasses <laughs> on inside, like sick to death, still like probably half drunk. And I go into the bathroom and I'm just, it, it was vivid. Yeah. It was vivid. <laughs> so vivid. In fact, that I forgot to lock the door. No, I did. And so this poor man, <laughs> this poor, poor man. And if I ever find him, I just want to apologize to his face. He opens the door and I'm sitting there also holding a trash can and just just absolutely dying sunglasses on looked like crap and i just looked him in the eye and i was like occupied and he's just like oh my god ah, horrified and slammed the door and i was so mortified when i walked out of there i saw him in the court just went right past got in the car took some melatonin and just knocked myself out the point of this story is if i could turn back time I would lock the door and I would spare <laughs> that poor, poor gentleman. That's the one thing in my life I would fix. Oh, that's not so for, funny. Not for the sake of my pride, but for the sake of his Th- poor, poor, sweet virgin eyes. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, they probably were No one should. From that point on. <laughs> I feel like most, most things we go back and redo in life are like the moments we went a little too rock and roll. For sure. You know, because trauma makes us who we are. Yeah. But um, I feel like everybody's real worst, like, embarrassment moment is a moment when, like, 
oh, I went, I went a little too hard and I feel so bad. And then you like spend all the time apologizing for your friends when the mm-hmm. joke is like, we've all done it. Yeah. We built character, baby. Yeah, totally. We're there. What I would, would you-, you know, I ha- I have kind of like the exact opposite kind of, um, I do have a funny traveling story. Oh, hit uh, me. For the, what, uh, well, I'll just tell it real fast. <laughs> but so I, <laughs> I found out like in 2013 that I, um, that I have a severe gluten intolerance. Severe. If you know anything about that, you know one of the main symptoms, and I'm not going to explain it. You can Google it. But <laughs> when I was a kid, I we obviously didn't know this, and so I was mm-hmm. just sick all the time. Yeah. And um, we were traveling with my my uncle, and um, it it hits me, and I have to go. Oh. And I'm like, we have to go now. Like, find me, find it's al- me. It's always very urgent. It's right now. It's yeah. always right now. It's nothing, and then I'm dying, you know? <laughs> and um, we, I was like, find me a gas station bathroom. I don't even care. So we, we, he pulls up into this gas station, and I run in, and the guy's like, we don't have a restroom. And, um, <sighs> and I come running back out. Well, you're about out. to. <laughs> About to create one right here, <laughs> right now in the middle out. of this PDQ. I come back out, and my uncle, and I was like, they don't have a bathroom. And he's like, what? They don't have a bathroom? He goes, well, they're not going to get my business. And I said, well, they're not going to get mine either. <laughs> <laughs> so we jump in to the car, and we are oh. flying down the road to the next. And mind you, this is like on the, I think it's like the I-5 or the 99 or something. There's nothing for miles. It's just nothing, you know? It's not like here where there's a, you know, there's a town or a bathroom every you know, yeah. five seconds. And so we're going and I'm like, you know, looking at the bushes and finding it, all of that. <laughs> You're just We've, like, at this point, I'm yeah. digging a hole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to get what we can. into another gas station. I go flying to the bathroom and I like grab the handle and it's locked. And I'm like, no, like I literally was like, no. And then the guy like at the counter, like holds up the key. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I like grab the Desperation, key. Desperation, sir. I grab the key and I go into the bathroom and, and, um, and the <laughs> it was uh, a long experience. We'll say it was not a quick, quick experience. And the light was on a timer. Oh no! And the timer, the light went off, and I couldn't exactly move. So I had to like reach and grab a trash can <laughs> and like wave the trash can <laughs> to get the light to go back on. Oh! And then when I was when the experience was finally over, the experience. When I left the bathroom and there was like a line of like five, six yeah. people and I had to walk by all of them. Um, um, and they were just like looking at me just like with the worst, with the worst looks. And I had to walk by, like it was now that is a walk of shame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying like walking home after you've like hooked up oh, with someone gosh. you just met at the bar, whatever. But walking by those people. Yeah. That walking was a walk of shame. Walking past anyone after a a bad bathroom experience mm-hmm. it's just like it's just and then knowing what they had to go into had to witness <laughs> oh i know that's yeah. why i wouldn't look that man in the eye yeah. i was like i just i can't i can't do it oh take care of your tummies this yeah. holiday season be nice dude don't eat don't don't force yourself to eat things that that no. your stomach doesn't like because your emotional state and your stomach are very intricately oh, intertwined yes. oh yes serotonin is produced in the gut yeah so it is? don't you know treat your treat your stomachs well so that your brain can be happy as mm-hmm. well. That that's some good that's some good advice because there's fucking there food go. and shit and sugar everywhere. everywhere, everywhere, and every. Okay, let me also say something. Here's another thing for the holidays. Do it. <clears throat> 
if you want to give the gift of, if you want to give a gift to someone, like, okay, I'll just use my experience as an example. You want to bring your hairstylist a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, don't make it food, for one. No. Two, if you insist on making it food because that's your love language, mm-hmm. like you cook for people, mm-hmm. just ask them what their dietary restrictions are or what oh, their yeah. preferences are. And on the flip side, if if they tell you no thank you or um, they don't eat that or whatever, don't be offended. Don't yep. take it personally and don't do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then also... <clears throat> Just let me like an an add addition to that. If you are going to give someone the gift of food and you don't have the option opportunity to check dietary restrictions, do not give it to them in a capacity where they have to eat it in front of you. Yes. Wrap it up in something that is not easy to get into. Mm-hmm. Give it to them at the end of your appointment, not the beginning. Yeah. And and or if. Or it just explicitly say like, oh, just take those home for whomever. I I start like I would even add in things if I was going to do something like that. I would add in things like, hope you enjoy this. But if not, if this isn't something you can enjoy, feel free to pass it on to someone who can. Yeah. You know, because it's about the gesture anyway. Yeah. Like, don't force people to eat things that they are not supposed to eat. And see, food is my love language, but I'm also someone who has a lot of dietary restrictions and like is a picky eater. My go-to, if I want to give someone, like, a holiday gift that is ingestible, mm-hmm. tea. Oh, that's great. Not everybody's a tea drinker. I understand this, but mm-hmm. tea has a lot of uses beyond drinking. It's great for skincare if you're going to give yourself that Absolutely. spa time, give mm-hmm. yourself that oxytocin. And it's, in general, like, someone around them is going to like tea. Oh, Like, absolutely. just a little For chamomile, sure. a little peppermint. It's like, here you go. I was thinking of you. You make my heart warm. Here's a warm beverage, even if you don't drink it. Yeah. Maybe tea. you. Maybe they bake. They can even put some of that in their whatever they bake. There you like, go. It's, it's got some. It's a really great across the board. It's a really great gift. Um, yeah. I did the last few years of my, um, last few years of my career, I had this wonderful, wonderful Italian this old Italian woman come in and get her haircut every few weeks, and she always brought me biscotti. Oh. <clears throat> and somehow she found out that I was gluten intolerant, and she yes. didn't quite understand what that was. <laughs> but she would keep bringing me biscotti. She'd be oh. like, oh, I know you can't have gluten, but you can still have cookies, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes, ma'am, I can. I can sure. still have cookies. And they are delicious. I didn't eat them. I never got to eat any of them. Well, but yeah. um, I would tell her how delicious they were every single time. Yeah. Oh, I miss so biscotti. It was so sweet. Oh, biscotti. Oh, biscotti. There are certain, <coughs> as someone who's also gluten-free, there are certain foods that you can't get right no. without gluten. I have yet to have. I don't think a good gluten-free donut exists. No. It just it doesn't. doesn't, man. It's just not. That, it's like, not there. A recipe of donut is like you have to have flour. It's not real without You got without, it. You need, the, you need the stretchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You need that glutinousness. There's one thing. There's one thing that I can still to this day like taste in my mouth and miss, and it was uh, lavender scones. Oh, forget There was a coffee shop in this area that doesn't exist anymore. They moved. Um, and they would have, I don't even remember what bakery made them, but they would bring in lavender scones. And they were the best scones I've ever had to this day. It's amazing. Weird tangent, but in a way, that's also a nice gift. Herbs. Oh, Tea. herbs is a great one. Herbs, because yeah. mm-hmm. herbs smell good, even yes, if some absolutely. people have allergies. Like, mm-hmm. I I send out um, little Sam Hain cards, because I'm kind of witchy. Yeah. So, around Halloween time, I'll send out, like, a little... A cute little trick-or-treaty card, but I'll always put in little, like, witch tokens. So oh, I just sent my friend and her husband one this year because it's their first year of marriage. Congratulations, Caitlin and David. Oh. I mailed them a little Sam Hain card with 
some bundles of herbs from my garden, just some rosemary, oh, some lavender. And then I had a couple little like gold dollar coins I'd gotten like ages ago as like mm-hmm. tips or something. Put them in there for good luck. And my friend Caitlin, we've been friends since we were kids. She's very Christian. I'm very not like we're very different. Mm-hmm. And I sent her this. I'm like, I hope you don't find it like weird that I just sent you like a bundle of herbs and some yeah. coins. Yeah. I just sent you a spell. And she was like, no, not at all. She's like, it may not be what I believe in, but it's what you believe in and are passionate about. And you were sending me yeah. those good intentions. And I was like, heaven's willing. Everyone's as good a gift receiver yes. as yeah. Caitlin. Thank you, Caitlin. That's that's beautiful. That's yeah. how you should, that's that's the perspective to have. Um, there you go. And that was totally free for me. I just yes, went on and just sniffed some stuff. I love that so much. We yeah. are at the end of our show. The last thing I want to say to uh, just the thought is that honestly, my opinion, the best like, like neutral holiday gift you can give to someone is like a mug. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> uses them. Everyone loves them. We're always losing them or leaving them somewhere or breaking them or whatever. Yeah. Like genuinely, it's, it feels so like, oh, well, I can't do that because it's so cliche. Please do. I yeah. love mugs. I used to collect them for a while. Like I used to collect different ones from different areas. I fucking love mugs. Get someone a mug. That's and I would say the greatest gift you can give this holiday season is honesty. Be honest if you can't buy yes. them something fancy. Be honest if you can't make it to that party because you're taxed. Just be, be honest. honest. Be, be honest, honest to with, you. And be honest with yourself. Yeah. Be honest to you mm-hmm. about what you can handle. Yeah. Be safe. Yes. Yes. Be safe. Above all, we we say here, uh, if you're making, a decision is never wrong if you're making it for your own safety. It's always the right decision if it's for your own safety. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Well, thank Thanks you for, for spending this me. this last hour with us. We'll have you on again. We want to hear your story. We want to hear you talk about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, boy. But this was lovely, and I really enjoyed it. And thank you so much for, for being here. And... Um, uh, we I will edit this episode and put it on. We are we have a podcast. It's our turn pod. Um, Queers and cults. You know, it's our turn. Queers and cults is the name of our podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean. Uh, follow us on Instagram. It's our turn pod. You can email us at it's our turn pod at gmail dot com. Um, send us your what I was saying earlier. Send us your gay anthems. Um, I would love to have. I would love to know what your gay queer anthem is. So send us send us that, and and I'll put it on a playlist playlist for you. But um, until then, we'll see you next week. Um, it'll be me and Tony. Me and Tony will be back next week. And who? Yeah, Tony. That oh. one. That one person. You, oh. you've seen him once. You've seen him around. Oh.